baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Now a cloudy sky and 42 degrees. Oklahoma voters say no to recreational marijuana. The question was the only issue on the ballot Tuesday. It would have legalized pot for those over 21. Oklahoma would have been the 22nd state to allow recreational marijuana use. The question was opposed by various religious groups, law enforcement and prosecutors. They argued legal marijuana would harm children and lead to more crime. The state, however, already has one of the most robust medical marijuana programs in the country. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. Officials say two survivors of a deadly abduction in Mexico are back on U.S. soil. They were brought to a hospital in Brownsville, Texas, Tuesday. Two other Americans were killed after the group got caught in a drug cartel shootout last week. The White House now raising questions about border security. As concerns grow over cartel violence in Mexico, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre says the Biden administration is taking action to address criminal activity. We remain committed to applying the full weight of our efforts and resources to counter them. Those actions include an executive order giving the Treasury Department expanded authority to penalize cartel organizations and those who assist them. The Biden administration once again called on Congress to pass immigration reform. At the White House, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. A paper plant in Hutchinson is closing after more than a century in operation. Employees received layoff notices from the Sunoco paper mill Monday, and city leaders are now scrambling to help more than 100 people find new jobs. Hutchinson Mayor John Richardson says... As of Friday, they had predictable employment, and as of Monday, they don't know what their future is going to be like, and that's a little bit of a shock for our community. Well, the company did not provide employees with a 60-day notice, they intend to pay all employees for 60 days to fulfill their obligation. Officials say there are over 50 companies in the Hutchinson area that are actively seeking to hire workers. At uh, Tuesday's Wichita City Council meeting... Changes to the city's code of ethics policy were discussed. The city's ethics advisory board developed procedures for investigating alleged violations. In December, the council hired Wichita State's Public Policy and Management Center to complete a number of tasks, including implementing the policy and enhancing transparency. Councilmember Brian Fry said it was important to get the policy right. That means we have to look through every word and every bit of language to make sure that not only we're giving most transparency from the bench, but also that our public and our neighbors understand what we're trying to accomplish with this. The revisions included board member qualifications and proper procedures for ethics complaints and appeals. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Looks like interest rates will be staying higher for longer. Fed Chair Jerome Powell appearing on Capitol Hill for two days of hearings and telling the Senate Banking Committee that robust economic activity to start the year has partly reversed softening inflation trends from previous months. And as a result, Powell says... The ultimate level of interest rates is likely to be, to be higher 
than previously anticipated. Fed officials raised the benchmark federal funds rate by a quarter point in February following increases of a larger half point in December and three quarters of a point in November. In making their next rate decision, Powell says that central bankers would pay close attention to Friday's government report on February hiring and next week's report on inflation. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will begin preparation for a new Integra Technologies microchip plant in Bel Air. If the Commerce Department approves, County Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News Integra hopes to hire more than 2,000 new employees, and they may need specialized training. We're committing to joining um, with the city, hopefully, to, uh, well, actually, with the city of Bel Air. We're putting together uh, training, helping fund some of the training, uh, which would be in their uh, Wichita office. But it's basically about a, uh, up to 100000 a year for five years uh, towards uh, this massive training that they need that, under the guidance of WSU Tech, actually, in partnership with them. Meissner commented during his weekly chat with Steve and Ted in the morning on KNSS. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past 6 o'clock. Stephen Ted of the morning, KNSS now, 6.09, nine minutes past 6 o'clock. Applications are now being accepted from Kansas organizations seeking funds used to fight substance abuse. Kansas Attorney General Chris Kobach made the announcement, saying more than $3 million from opioid legal settlements will be made available for treatment and other services across the state. Applications are due by April 28th. Texas women who faced life-threatening complications during their pregnancies are suing Texas over its abortion ban. On Capitol grounds, an unlikely group of five women shared their stories that make them so similar. Each one had suffered dangerous, life-threatening pregnancy complications and were refused an abortion by doctors. Doctors who each referred to newly instated Texas law banning abortions after Roe v. Wade was overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court. They have now teamed up with the Center for Reproductive Rights to sue the state of Texas. This lawsuit is the first of its kind, and these women hope it forces Texas leaders to clarify what is and what is not a medical emergency exception for getting an abortion. Amanda Ruiz, Fox News. The leader of a top U.S. coffee company is going to Congress to address allegations of union busting. Fox's Madeline Rivera reports. Starbucks interim CEO Howard Schultz has agreed to testify before a Senate committee in late March about the chain's alleged union busting practices. Senator Bernie Sanders is leading the effort to roast Schultz. I want Mr. Schultz to tell us that at long last he is going to stop his illegal activity, that he's going to sit down with the union and negotiate a contract. Sanders is demanding Schultz testify about the roughly 80 complaints lodged by the National Labor Relations Board against Starbucks. Just last week, a federal judge ruled that the coffee chain violated labor laws while responding to a unionization campaign in Buffalo, New York. Nearly 300 Starbucks locations have voted to unionize, but not one of them has successfully negotiated a union contract with the company. Sharks meet their match in the South Seas. Sharks, the top of the food chain? Not quite. A surgical feeding frenzy off the African coast by a pair of killer whales has left at least 20 sharks dead. Marine biologists were alerted to the find by beachgoers who stumbled upon the carcasses at a fishing port just over 100 miles southeast of Cape Town. The discovery put the spotlight on two shark-hunting orcas, whose behavior is being documented by researchers. The orcas had disemboweled the sharks. 
Necropsies indicated the fish were also missing their livers. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 6-12, 12 minutes past 6 o'clock. There's a little story for your morning <laughs> breakfast right there. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Good timing on that yeah, one. Sorry. <laughs> well... Uh, taking a look at traffic this morning, got to say that uh, things look okay at the moment. Traffic volumes really haven't started to pick up out there. Interestingly enough, the gasoline prices, we haven't seen a lot of movement over that. Over the last couple of weeks, we haven't seen movement on the gasoline prices. Two of the uh, area retailers that have a decent number of stores have all jumped their prices up to three oh nine a gallon. Ooh. However... The majority of places here in town still at two ninety nine. So, make of that what you will. Didn't see a lot of movement. That suppose it could be a precursor to everybody going up to three oh nine. But two ninety nine still easy enough to find. Traffic update from ninety eight seven at thirteen thirty KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. You may need the windshield wipers on the drive into work. We will have some patchy areas of drizzle and light rain early on and again this afternoon, but especially the better chance of rain arrives late tonight. Our high 51 as a trough of low pressure moves into the plains. Showers and thunderstorms after midnight. Tello 44, rain early Thursday and 57. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now cloudy sky, north wind at 9 miles per hour, 42 degrees. 614, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hello. How was the drive-in this morning? Exciting? Nope. Nope. <laughs> He's talking about possibly some drizzle out there. Did you see any? Nope. I know we got some clouds, but no drizzle, huh? Well, we had a cloudy, cooler day across central Kansas Tuesday, which is outside temperature. Only 46 degrees yesterday. Normal high, 56. And we had, for several days, been plotting daytime highs above normal, Ted. Then we got below normal by 10 degrees yesterday. Precipitation as of midnight at uh, Eisenhower Airport. Yeah, there was a little spitting going on. Three one-hundredths of an inch. In other words... A little bit point, yesterday. Point zero three. Not much. Yeah. A drop or two. That's uh, the rainfall at... Uh, but there was... I mean, this, the streets were damp. Yep. Had to use my wipers on the way home. Yeah. So... <laughs> it a little, a little bit. bit. On, this, on this date in 1948, the Supreme Court in McCollum versus Board of Education... Struck down voluntary religious education classes in Champaign, Illinois, public schools, saying the program violated separation of church and state. That was in 1948. Uh, Top of the news this morning, this kidnapping, the recent kidnapping of four Americans in Mexico, highlights a common practice for many people in the U.S. traveling to other countries for medical care that either is not available at home or costs a lot less. Uh, The four were abducted, leading to the deaths of two during a trip to Mexico that one relative said was for cosmetic surgery. Experts say people leave the U.S. for dental procedures, plastic surgery, cancer treatments, and prescription drugs. Besides Mexico, other common destinations include Canada, India, and Thailand. Even though the U.S. is warning people not to go there. Certain places you don't want to go. Cost is a huge factor. Care in countries like Mexico can be more than 50% cheaper than in the United States. That's according to Jonathan Edelheit, CEO of the nonprofit Medical Tourism Association. That's an industry trade group. So, yeah, we've known about that for a while. The, some of the drugs and treatments are cheaper in other places. So, yeah. However, you, you can't ignore you, you know you can't ignore the news out of Mexico. It's been going on for a while that there are some really really nasty gangs operating down there, and you 
certain places you obviously don't want to go. Hmm. The uh, West Virginia police performing a welfare check Monday made an unsettling discovery of a man's body surrounded by nearly 70 cats. That's the word from Nitro Police Department, which had been asked to perform the welfare check by the man's concerned relatives. We hear about stuff like this every now and then. Uh, while it's unclear how long the man had been dead, a rep for the police department says he likely died some time ago because several cats were also dead, presumably of starvation. Yeah, nobody's feeding them. So Master yeah. dies, and Eesh. nobody's there to feed the cats. Seventy cats. Oh, boy. This is what happens. That's not good. Not, not good at all. 617 now, Steve, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, let's take a look at leadoff sports this morning with Ted Woodward. Ted? We'll start out with college women's basketball, the quarterfinals of the American Conference Tournament in Fort Worth yesterday. A tough task for Wichita State as the number eight seed taking on number one seed South Florida. Guess what? Shockers steamroll to another victory. Really? Wichita State beats South Florida yesterday, and that made history. Rebound comes down to Calkin. Here comes the final horn in five seconds as they're jumping up and down in black and gold. The Shockers have knocked off number one. Here's the horn. Final score, Wichita State 65, South Florida 53. How about those Wheat Shockers? High fives at midcourt. They're dancing. They are in the black and gold and applauding in the stands as Wichita State pulls off the upset and the Shockers will play another day. That was a momentum going there, huh? How about that? Yeah, having a good time in Fort Worth, the yeah. Shocker ladies. That was Steve Strain, by the way, with the call yesterday afternoon over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. The number one seed had never lost a game in the American Conference Tournament. Really? Until yesterday, until, until yesterday. the Shockers beat them. 65-53, the score. Jane Ascende led the Shockers with 20 points and 8 rebounds as the Bulls missed 18 three-pointers. So... Well, Once again, threes, if you don't make threes, you start losing games, That's even right. if you are a great team. Hey, the Shockers are now 18-13. and 13. They are into the semifinals of the American Tournament for the first time ever. And that next game in the semifinals is this afternoon. Shockers are just now two wins away from the NCAA Tournament. Wichita State will take on Houston. That game is at 4 o'clock this afternoon, and you can hear Steve Strain with the call right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. The Wichita State baseball team lost 6-5 to yesterday at X Stadium to Oral Roberts. As the Shockers dropped to 6-5 and on the season, the Shocker baseball team is on the road at Kansas this afternoon. Home opener for the Jayhawks. Live coverage of KU, I'm sorry, live coverage of Shocker baseball at 2.40 this afternoon. And that's over on KFH. JUCO men's basketball in El Dorado last night. The regional quarterfinals, Butler Community College hosting Independence. Dennis Higgins had the call of the game last evening on KFH. Brown, left side goes to Grant. Grant drives in, pulls up, fadeaway shot. It's up and in. Javon Grant slammed on the brakes and a fadeaway 10-footer. Left side goes in. Grant's got 11. 70-60, Butler leading. Grizzlies go on to win that game, 76-70 over Independence. The Butler men now 23-8 on the season, coming off back-to-back wins, and they advance into the regional semifinals. Boy, we've got some elite teams here in town for the NAIA National Men's and Women's Basketball Tournaments. We had first-round action yesterday at Friends University and at Hartman Arena. So, And then now, uh, now we're on to the round of 32. So we have more action today. 
at Friends University. You've got the men at 3 o'clock, the women at 6 o'clock. The winners will advance into the Sweet 16. And Hartman Arena has the men at 3 o'clock. And Hartman Arena has the women at 6 o'clock. And that 6 o'clock game tonight features Sterling taking on 15th-ranked Montana Western. Both teams are 26-5 and on the season. The winner goes to the Sweet 16. Sterling women won their opening round game last night at Hartman Arena, beating Mid-America Christians 73-70. Good luck to the Sterling women trying to make the Sweet 16. Some other men's action, not here in town. 22nd-ranked Southwestern. One on the road, uh, one away from home last night at Langston, Oklahoma, beat Northwestern Iowa, 87-82. So the Southwestern men are into the second round, and they have to play the host team, fifth-ranked Langston, Oklahoma, tonight. As Southwestern men are 26 and six, Langston is 30 and two, and they have not lost a home game this season. We'll see how the Mound Builders do tonight, trying to make the Sweet 16. Men's basketball, this is the opening round tonight of the Big 12 Conference Tournament at the T-Mobile Center in Kansas City, Missouri. The very first game is at 6 o'clock this evening. West Virginia taking on Texas Tech, and the winner of that game will advance to take on third-ranked Kansas in the quarterfinals on Thursday afternoon. The Kansas City Chiefs have released defensive end Frank Clark at the age of 29. Third all-time in NFL history in postseason sacks. Of course, he helped the Chiefs win two Super Bowls. But he's 29 years old, and by releasing him, the Chiefs free up $21 million in salary cap space. Don't feel sorry for Frank Clark in his four years with the Chiefs. He got two Super Bowl rings, and he was paid $77 million. Not bad. For those four years. Yep. <laughs> and now he'll get up, sign a big contract with somebody else. And high school basketball state tournaments begin all over the state of Kansas today. The Class 6A Tournaments are right here in Wichita at Coke Arena on the campus of Wichita State. Two games tonight. you got the Heights boys, the number one seed, taking on Junction City at 6 o'clock. The Derby boys play the late game at 8 o'clock against Olathe North. And in Class 1A, Division I girls, that's in Dodge City. Number one seed is Norwich, and they take on Canton Galva at 2 o'clock this afternoon at State. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. All right, Ted, uh, 622 now. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Also coming up, we've got traffic and weather all within minutes right here on the Stephen Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. You too. Bye-bye. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 6.30 on this Wednesday morning, 42 degrees at KNSS. The city of Wichita is one step closer to securing federal funding for construction of a new biological nutrient removal plant. The loan from the feds will cover 49% of the cost of the new sewer treatment facility, or around $191 million. The interest rate on the financing is forecast to be around 3.92%, that's not as low as the 1.17% interest rate obtained with the WIFIA loan two years ago for the city's water treatment facility, which is currently under construction in the northwest part of town. The city will secure state funding, 47% of the project's cost, sometime in the second quarter of 2023. Construction is slated to begin this fall and be completed in 2027. Repayment of the loan will begin in April of 2032. 
Rodney Price, KNSS News. Wichita's Wesley Medical Center has lifted its masking requirements for visitors at all of its facilities. Yesterday's decision comes as a result of low COVID levels in the community. However, Wesley Healthcare President and CEO Bill Volach says it's still possible they could make a comeback. Or there could always be some other uh, disease that gets put out in the community. But uh, I'm just happy for today and for the foreseeable future that our incredibly hardworking staff, physicians and clinicians and support staff will now be able to, to go without a mask. The visitor limit is also being lifted at Wesley. However, children under 13 still cannot visit the intensive care unit. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will begin preparation for a new Integra Technologies microchip plant in Bel Air if the Commerce Department approves. County Commission Chair Pete Meissner tells KNSS News. I'm so glad that, that Integra not only is 40 years old here in Wichita, but they're chosen to, to stay in this area uh, which uh, for this big expansion. Yeah. They, were getting, they were getting hit hard with a couple of states in specific to uh, locate this thing out, out in another state. Meitzner commented during his weekly chat with Steve at 10 in the morning on KNSS. U.S. Senator from Kansas, Jerry Moran, joining with a bipartisan group of lawmakers introducing the Restrict Act addressing the ongoing threat from technology threats from foreign adversaries. We face tremendous challenges in this world, and it used to be that if we worried and took care of our military stance, that was sufficient. Today it's important, but it's not sufficient. And our economy and certainly our access uh, to our privacy, to our information, becomes critical uh, in this world we live in. The Restrict Act establishes a process identifying and mitigating foreign threats to information and communications technology products and services. You can listen to the Senator's complete remarks in the news story on our webpage, knssradio.com. The Biden administration is rolling out ideas on taxes and TikTok. The president says his plan to hike taxes on the wealthy from 3.8% to 5% on income of those earning 400 grand a year or more is an effort to extend Medicare's solvency by 25 years. But as you can well imagine, Republicans are certain to reject the president's proposal because it includes more tax hikes. Meantime, the White House is throwing its support behind a new bipartisan Senate bill that would give the administration power to ban TikTok here in the U.S. Now, that legislation would empower the Commerce Department to review data transfers and communications technology sent to any company which has a foreign adversary interest. That's Fox's Kevin Cork reporting. Now look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. It appears rain chances are going to gradually increase over the next 24 hours with our best chance of showers and thunderstorms late tonight and overnight. We could have some patchy areas of drizzle early on. Today's high 51. Again, more widespread rain late overnight. Our low 44. Then showers through early Thursday with a high 57. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now a cloudy sky, 42 degrees. We have a north wind at 9 miles per hour. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS 636. On this Wednesday morning, the 8th day of March, on this date in 1971, Joe Frazier defeated Muhammad Ali by decision in what was billed as the fight of the century at Madison Square Garden in New York. Some of us didn't think Muhammad Ali would ever get beat by anybody, but uh, Frazier did it to him, and it, what, a, what a hugely contrasting style. To yes, him. great fight. 
And uh, his, his, Ali's description of how he, how he did it sounds, you know, it's, it's almost, yeah, you can see it. F- float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Mm-hmm. The guy was six foot three. He had a reach like a condor. Mm-hmm. And he could just stand there and just, yep. And he was fast. He was quick on his feet. He was a terrific athlete. Frazier. And Joe Frazier was a bulldog. He was a bulldog. He was yep. a puncher. Coming there with no neck mm-hmm. and just keep pounding. What a contrast. What a great fight. Yeah. That was in 1970. Back in the days when boxing mattered. Boxing used to be and so it was, big. It was massive. Yes. Yeah. On a sure worldwide was. scale. U.S. health officials alerting consumers about two more recalls of eye drops due to contamination risks that could lead to vision problems and serious injury. Uh-oh. The announcements follow a recall last month of eye drops made in India that were linked to an outbreak of drug-resistant infections. Yikes. That's not good. There's no indication the latest recalls are related to those products. Food and Drug Administration posted separate recall notices for certain eye drops distributed by Pharmedica uh, and Apotex after the companies announced they are voluntarily pulling several lots from the market. 6.38, Steve, and 10 in the morning, and uh, you know, we found out last week that the uh, tornado season is here, the severe storm season for the spring, and one of the mm, storm fury of the plains from the National Weather Service has been giving their seminars, doing those free seminars around the country. Tonight, or this evening at 6.30, uh, it's scheduled to be at Northwest High School here in Wichita. And if you'd like to, you know, learn more about weather and how the National Weather Service does things and, and, and just, uh, you know, if it's interesting to you, go and see it. It's 630 at Northwest High. Uh, there's no charge, and there's a guy named Chance Hayes who will probably be putting a program on. Say hi to Chance for us because he's, uh, he's one of our buddies. And, uh, yeah, the storm fury on the plains. Very good. 638, Steve and Ted, and uh, we've got the KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. Well, Tuesday, the live cattle traded mostly negative and closed on the mixed side. Some of the deferred contracts scored new contract highs. Feeder cattle futures traded mixed but mostly higher and made several new contract highs and closed positive. As another session at the lower grain and soybean futures gave support to the feeder cattle futures. Cattle complex is currently technically overbought and due for a pullback. Lean hogs traded mixed and closed mostly negative. On the close yesterday, April live cattle were 12 cents lower, 165.97. April feeder cattle, 7 cents higher, 198.67. And April lean hogs, $1.32 higher, 84.80. Now, the dollar yesterday had its highest trade since November 30th. Now, this added selling pressure to the soybean complex and the corn futures on Tuesday. Conab estimates Brazil's soybean harvest is now 44% complete. This afternoon, or I should say this morning, is the USDA supply. Supply and demand report. At the moment, May KC wheat's three and three quarter cents lower at seven ninety five and a half. May corn down a penny and a half at six thirty two and three quarters. May soybeans three and three quarters lower at fifteen dollars eleven and three quarter cents. April crude oil forty four cents lower at seventy seven sixteen. June gold down a dollar thirty at eighteen hundred thirty five fifty. The March S and P five and a half points lower at thirty nine hundred eighty four and a quarter. March dollar index seven cents. Higher 105.66 and March Dow Jones futures down 43 points at 32,820. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866 Go to Tom. Tom, have you been uh, tracking uh, what's going on in Ukraine as far as market influence and uh, supply and demand and exports and so forth? 
Well, we track it as well as we can. You know, trying to get what you consider reliable information is very difficult. You get conflicting stories and stuff. One of the biggest things going on right now is what's going on with getting the renewal of the Black Sea Export Corridor, which expires, I believe it's the 18th of this month. And you hear rhetoric that Russia is, you know, going to fight not to do it. They don't feel that uh, it's fair. They need sanctions lifted that's been put on them. I think it'll probably get, you know, renewed, but that is one of the biggest things that's going on right now. Hmm. All right. Thank you, sir, for the information, and uh, have a good one, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, sir. Thank you. All right. Tom Leffler. Leffler Commodities coming up. Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. Mm-hmm. The distinct stages of divorce. Okay. That's on the way with Don. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Steve and Ted in the morning, KNSS 645 here on this Wednesday morning. Three big things. Hutchinson Sonoco paper mill closing after more than a century in operation. More than 100 employees out of work. Two survivors of deadly abduction in Mexico are back on U.S. soil. Voters in Oklahoma reject legalized recreational marijuana use. Wow. Three big things. Steve and Ted on KNSS. We have a stalled-out vehicle. You'll want to watch for a traffic slowdown around this as the traffic volumes are still uh, picking up out there and, and, and getting heavier. Uh, this is northbound I-235 at Zoo Boulevard. Watch for a slowdown in the area. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Cloudy with a 20% chance for rain later today and a high of 51 degrees. 60% chance for rain tonight, the overnight low 43 And then on Thursday, 70% chance for rain. Tomorrow's high, 56 degrees. Now a cloudy sky, north wind at 9 miles per hour, and 42 degrees with Steve and Ted on KNSS. A dispute over corn between the U.S. and Mexico could be headed to an unhappy resolution. Mexican President Manuel López Obrador is talking about the possibility of banning American imports of genetically modified corn, not only for human consumption, but eventually for animal feed as well. The U.S. Trade Representative's office is calling for consultations with Mexico. They say the dispute could threaten to disrupt billions of dollars in agricultural trade. López Obrador says we still have a month before the issue would be brought before a panel under the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Free Trade Pact. Mexico argues GM corn could be harmful to those who consume the animals raised on it, though there's not much evidence indicating that. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. We had a down close on Wall Street Tuesday. Stocks finishing sharply lower after comments from Fed Chair Jerome Powell suggested that interest rates may need to go higher for longer, fueling fears of a potentially larger rate hike at the central bank's next policy meeting. All 11 of the S&P 500 sectors ending in the red today with real estate and financials the biggest losers. JetBlue stock fell following news that the Justice Department is suing to block its merger with Spirit Airlines, saying the deal would reduce competition and lead to higher fares for tens of millions of travelers. The only Dow 
winner today, Merck. The biggest Dow losers, Goldman Sachs, United Health Group, and Caterpillar. The Dow closing down 575 points. The Nasdaq down 145. S&P 500 down 62. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Uh, kind of a tough day on Wall Street. Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. The distinct stages of divorce. Yes, sir. Good morning, Don. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. You know, whenever... There is a major transition in an investor's life. It can affect your investments and their administration. If there's a new child, a marriage, medical emergency, death, divorce, or a windfall, discuss this with your certified financial planning professional and advise uh, to advise on any potential changes that may need to take place. Many transitions are unexpected, but some, like divorce, often take a long time. That means there is often time to work on solutions that will work best for your situation. There are three distinct stages of divorce that I've found. First of all, there's a pre-divorce stage. That's a time when you may not know where to begin. No matter who initiates the divorce, you need to know the facts before getting too deep into the process. Assemble financial documents, tax returns, insurance policies, investment and retirement account statements, uh, mortgages, loans, consumer and credit card debt. Now, these things will help build a marital and a premarital balance sheet. Premarital means things that you own before the marriage. There's the negotiation stage. Now, once the courts are alerted, divorce is moving forward. Spouses and attorneys are working to agree on a settlement. With children involved, negotiations can be emotional. Unfortunately, emotions often shade what should be an equitable settlement. If a family business is involved in negotiations, it can be quite complex, and and experts will be required to evaluate that business. And then there's the post-divorce stage. Reach a settlement? Well, it's time to distribute assets. You may sell a primary home, split retirement accounts, and and, uh, alert pension plans about how they will be distributed at retirement. After all action steps are completed, you're on your own. Now it's time to check your asset allocation, develop a new budget, tweak your risk management, and probably change beneficiaries. Your CFP, once again, can help. Every divorce will be different. Some are swift. Others may be drawn out. Each stage may take take on its own life. If you are essentially starting over, so customize your financial life in a matter that will serve you best. You got an opportunity to start over. And of course, if you have any questions, give me a call. The number is 267-0600. Just ask for me, Don Grant. What about a a situation where one of the spouses basically makes and controls 90% of the money and the other none? Well, there's, and that's, that's unfortunately, that's the way it is most of the time. That's why when I meet with clients, I insist that both, you know, spouses are there so that they understand what's going on. But in that case, there's got to be transparency. A discovery by in the legal court. Uh, court there, there is a process called discovery yeah. where one one side will demand that everything is disclosed. Unfortunately, there are still people who are hiding assets. But mm-hmm. I think if you if you open up uh, if they're legally held assets, then there's going to be a paper trail. You know, so you look at look at tax documents and you'll see, you know, where interest is coming from. You'll be able to find that account. And there are actually people that you can hire. This gets when you're really contentious with you can hire who can dig up these things, who can who could do an investigation online, for example, and can find find uncover assets that are that are somebody's trying to hide. Yeah. 
discreet inquiries. That's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> a, a relationship in which my spouse is making 90% of, As of your Yeah. You could do it. I need that. You're a good-looking so single you, guy. Yeah, yeah. I think you ought to get out there and right. find it, you know? So if you got a question, you hire Sam Spade or Philip Marlowe. To, to they, they, right? Philip Marlowe in a smoky room. <laughs> yeah. Smoky room. Right, you'll find out. <laughs> Discreet inquiries. Right? Mm, yes. That's, exactly. a, that's a good movie title. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a friend who's done some of that, and that's what he calls it. Discreet inquiries. Oh man, mm. uh, what was that? What was that? James Garner, Private Eye. What was his name? Oh, it was Rockford. Rockford, Rockford Files. I yeah. love that. I show. just watched that whole series. I just uh, over the course of like three months, I watched nice. every single one that of was them. A good, good show. It's great. All right, to see today is uh, National Proofreading Day. Okay. Okay. Uh, highlights the importance of proofreading our written work. The day also allows those who enjoy proofreading to. Gently correct others. Yeah, and if, if you don't do that, then it's National Prof Reading Day. Prof Reading. Okay. <laughs> oh, That's gosh. true. However, constructive criticism is usually welcome if invited to proofread another's work. In other words, I don't ever ask Ted to proofread my work. Uh, I do, quite, well, not a lot, but some editing and so forth, and, and I'll always... Leave out a word or something, even though I read yeah. it again. And tra- yeah, editing is not, you know, you well, came to the newspaper. Yeah. Editing's a tough job. Where back in the day, yeah. you would have a team of people mm-hmm. whose sole job was to, was to edit copy. To find yeah. your mistakes. And those, yeah. those, those days are long gone. Well, right? I, I found that, like, my daughter sends me stuff like her resume and stuff, you know, because she knows I can, I can go in there and I can be brutal and just slice it up. In yeah. other words... Tighten, tighten it, tighten mm-hmm. it, tighten it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just put in too many adjectives. Yep. And they, I'm feeling like I want to tell you this. No, yeah. no. I am telling you. I'm telling you this. You yeah. know? Yeah. It, it, and so, so I, I feel good about doing that. I don't always do it with my own writing. Yeah. I just wonder how many people out there in this age of social media ever do any proofreading before they hit the... Oh, well, gosh. The sand By the, the look post. of things, they don't. Oh, okay. my gosh. Well, I posted something this morning, Ted. You may want to proofread it for me uh, on my Facebook. I'm sure page. it's fun. I, I looked at it a couple of times, trying to, trying to make sure. But was it a who or whom question? No, uh, okay. one that I see a lot on the wire. Fewer service. or less. Uh, and this is a good one for they when they're referring to people, you know, they're referring people who and, and as that uh, instead of who or them. Or oh who, right. Uh, well, unless they want to be described as that, that could be their adjective. Their their, their name their is preferred that pronoun. Preferred G- pronoun. Jimmy yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's mention this again because time's growing short. Yes. Uh, Saturday, noon to 5 at Napsker Park in downtown Wichita, the Wagon Masters Patty Party. Oh, man, that's going to be a fun party. Uh, you are a Wagon Master, and this is going to be what? Uh, uh, burgers and kraut, or burgers and hot dogs. We're going to yeah. have all that and more. We're going to have brats. We're going to have uh, bangers and mash. We're going to have green beer, mm. and it's going to yeah no, it's going to be a, a fun <laughs> fun event. Nice. Li- live music, a beard growing contest. So you have to sit there and try to grow your beard really fast. Really quick, gets it. yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's all from noon to five Saturday, and it's coming on March eleventh uh, at Nasker Park in downtown Wichita. The, uh, this is this Saturday. the first, first of these? This is the first one. Okay. Yeah. The Patty Party, P-A-D-D-Y. All right. Thank you, Don. It's, Thank you. Uh, 6.55, Stephen Ted coming up, 7 o'clock. Top of the hour news with Stephen Ted. Oklahoma voters rejecting that recreational pot. And two survivors of deadly abduction in Mexico are back on U.S. soil. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS.
Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.